Hi, this is Dr. Hudson, and today we will be talking with Dr. Ann Safi Biasetti. And Dr. B- Safi Biasetti is an author, a somatic psychotherapist, and a yoga therapist. Um, she specializes in self-compassion and embodiment teaching, and she has a private practice in Saratoga Springs, New York. So um, hello to you, Dr. Safi Biasetti. So nice to be here with you. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, we are so happy to have you. This is such an important topic and one uh, where we as school counselors sometimes forget um, to to make sure that we are, take care of ourselves. And um, so it's, it's wonderful to have you here to, to speak about this. Um, I would love to open this podcast with um, a practice. Um, if you would indulge us in in doing so. Absolutely, I'd love to. I always find that the um, really the easiest way to uh, gather an understanding of what self-compassion is is to uh, to come right into the experience of it. So I'd love to guide you through um, that experience now. So what I would um, ask you to do is just take a comfortable seat. And um, I do ask you to either close the eyes or just keep them um, softly uh, half-closed, like with a soft gaze. And just come to your breath and, and come to just taking what I call a release breath, which is just an inhale through the nose and an exhale through your mouth. You can do that just a couple of times to kind of refocus inward. It's just a nice breath to kind of clear the moment and bring us to the moment. And then just returning to your natural breath. And now I'd like you to call to mind the last time a friend came to you with any kind of struggle, worry, or suffering of any kind. The last time you can recall a friend coming to you to talk to you about something that he or she is going through that is causing them some distress or some discomfort. Maybe just gather a visual of that person in mind. And even gathering the visual in mind, see if you can notice within yourself any sensation or any feelings that start to develop within you and just remembering and recalling this moment. And now start to see if you can recall actually the words that he or she was sharing with you about this suffering. Recall what the situation was. And then maybe even recalling, remembering what you were feeling inside as far as if you were with the person, was there any kind of reaching out to them, maybe you held their hand or maybe you gave them a hug, maybe if you were on the phone, maybe there was this desire to do that even though you weren't in front of them. And now I'd like you to recall what you said to your friend. 
aside from any kind of reaching out, what were the words that you used to begin to comfort him or her through whatever they were struggling with? Really recall those words, see again what it feels like to even recall those words that you were sharing and the wish to help alleviate their suffering. Now I'd like you to take one of those deep breaths again, inhale through your nose and exhale through your mouth. And in this moment now, I'd like you to recall the last time that you were struggling with something. And now I'd like you to call to mind the words that you said to your friend. And see now, bring to your awareness if those are the same kinds of words that you use toward yourself when you are struggling with something? Do you treat yourself the same way that you treated your friend? Place one hand on your heart and take another breath here. And then taking your time, as you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes. So, I like to begin with that practice because as you um, may have experienced, and we'll talk about that, um, <clears throat> it is a practice that immediately takes us into the simplest definition of self-compassion, which is, do you treat yourself like you treat a good friend? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the reality is, <laughs> um, it's lovely if you do. That's fantastic. That means you've built a lot of self-compassion. But the reality is, is that most of us don't. Right? Right. So I don't know if you want to share anything about the experience, but um, it is a way that I like to open the teaching of self-compassion up whenever I teach it to individuals or groups because mm -hmm. I, I think it really sets the stage. Mm -hmm. No one has to share the experience of what brought to mind just the awareness piece mm -hmm. of whether it's the same or not, you know. Right. Um, that That's really what... Um, what usually ends up being the most powerful part yes. of the practice. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, yes, it's actually, you know, the, the practice is uh, is not an easy one that way, right? Mm -hmm. Because often, like I said, majority of people um, <clears throat> find that they're a little surprised at how little uh, compassion they often have toward mm -hmm. themselves. Mm -hmm. You and know, I, that is actually the majority. Yes, and I think that that was my experience. Um, yes. I, I'm very cognizant of and try very hard to um, to give and to support and uh, 
to be a positive light for others. Um, and I, I thinking about myself and how I treat myself, um, you know, it's that old adage of thinking I'm kind of hard on myself as far as, um, not really reciprocating to self. That's right, exactly. And that is really, um, this is, so here's the other definition of of self-compassion is that we practice self-compassion because we're suffering, not necessarily to get rid of suffering, okay? Mm -hmm. So, um, So basically, we all need to grow in the practice of self-compassion because, like I said, majority of, um, of people are lacking in it, mm. right? So we practice it to grow it, um, and even in that simple uh, exercise, you know, in that simple practice there, um, I tell people often, be careful in that moment watch even in that moment when people realize oh my goodness I don't treat myself anything like I would a friend and then what comes in quickly it can come in a critical mindset about noticing that mm, yes <laughs> you know people can get yes people can get self-critical about noticing the self-critical you right know? And so, yeah so you want to be that's why you know we take a hand to the heart and we Take one. We take a moment to just recognize, wow, I don't treat myself the same way. And it is from that recognition that we can begin to build what it takes to take the necessary steps toward that. Mm-hmm. And the reason I keep emphasizing the word practice is because it is a practice, mm-hmm. meaning that it's something that really um, has to build I tell everyone, on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so there's three components to self-compassion. Um, I'm going to say that the third component we're all pretty good at. The third component is um, common humanity, mm-hmm. which is exactly like you just said before. I'm good at being a shining light for people. Um, I'm good at, you know, uh, being kind and compassionate towards others and generous. So there's that common humanity is that compassion outward. Mm-hmm. And and basically it's the compassion outward that says, um, I can relate to you. We're, we're all in this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a beautiful aspect that grows uh, the more self-compassion grows. And we're, most people are pretty good at that, certainly better at that then the first um, uh, definition, the, the, the first of the three, which is self-kindness. Yes. Um, so self-compassion has the, those three components, self-kindness. The second component is mindfulness or being aware of either our self-kindness or not having it, mm-hmm. right? And then that third component is the giving out toward others. Mm-hmm. So the giving out toward others is pretty, like I said, pretty well um established in a lot of people, but it's the self-kindness and it's the mindfulness that really needs to be a practice, a daily practice to grow. And I I think about, um, you know, using the word practice here in that rather subconsciously or, or consciously, we practice the third component every day. You know, like That's I think right. about, you know, we get up in the morning, it's like, okay, I'm going to make this a good day. I'm going to, you know, 
like do one random act of kindness, you know, all of these types of things every day. But I think about my daily mantra and I don't necessarily say, you know, I'm going to be good to myself. I'm going to, you know, be okay and understand that I might make a mistake today, but it's okay. You know, those types of things I don't necessarily do. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's a giant um, component is that, you know, we, uh, especially I think in this um, day and age now, and uh, I've been talking about this this week a lot because, you know, here in the States, it's Thanksgiving week and everyone practices a lot of gratitude. And and gratitude is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful practice. And there's gratitude journals and this and that, and which is lovely. Um, But again, gratitude is often um, external, right? Mm -hmm. It's often what are we grateful for in our lives, others, things, you know, whatever it may be, um, which is beautiful. But I often say, when do we practice the internal practice of gratitude, right? Mm, right. When, are we, when are we grateful grateful for ourselves? Well, when are we grateful for the small steps that we take maybe toward an intention? Or mm-hmm. when are we grateful for the uh, you know all the hard work we may do in a day or, you know, right. something like that? Um, we often don't turn it around. Mm. And, uh, and it's, not, it's not an easy, like I said, it's not an easy practice. Some people... You know, it's a very um, strong belief a lot of times that, oh, but if I'm if I do that, I'm being selfish in some way. That's exactly what I was thinking about. <laughs> like it's culturally, yes, we're very conditioned. Yes, yes, exactly. We're very culturally conditioned uh, to believe that self compassion, um, and if we practice it, will make us somehow a self centered person. <laughs> right. um, it's actually and. And all the research shows um, that it's actually the opposite. Because of that third component, that common humanity, all the research shows that the more people are self-compassionate and start to practice that and the more their own self-kindness and self-care grows, the more there is a desire to alleviate another's suffering. Mm. When, yeah, when we're suffering uh, a lot with something and um, and we're harsh and critical with ourselves, we actually stay uh, more in our own loathing. We actually stay more in our own obsessional suffering. Mm-hmm. And without even knowing it, we um, start to separate a bit from others. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. kind of stay in our own shell. Mm-hmm. And... Um, when we practice self-compassion and we learn to be gentler and kinder and less critical, then all of a sudden we we know we have softened our own experience and that, that softening immediately leads us to wanting to do the same for another. It's just the natural flow of what happens. Right. Um, so it's a v- really important component that, um, you know, whenever I teach this, especially in a group setting, we really kind of have to get through that piece to begin with, you know, because right. a lot of people are really struggle with that, oh, oh that feels weird. I, I can give it to somebody else, but I yeah. can't give it to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I, it, I've been having conversations with our um, – with our ISS for um, school psychologist, uh, Ms. Cox. And one thing that she brought up was something that um, Oprah has been talking about, about switching the uh, conversation from, you know, like what is wrong with you to what happened to you. And it sounds yeah. like self-compassion is, is a key component in being able to change that paradigm 
to be able to That's look right. at others and say, you know, what happened to you instead of that, you know, That's what's right. what's wrong, you know, that kind of thing. That's right. Exactly. And and that if we just, you know, flip that once again back to ourselves, if we're suffering with something to go into the why of it or what's wrong with you, yes. what have, that that actually leads into that. I call it the rabbit hole of self-criticism, mm, right? Mm-hmm. It actually leads into that rabbit hole, and people can really get stuck in that for a long time. Mm. Where self-compassion, if you if you let's say you make a mistake with something, right? And you know, considering a, again at the job over here, let's say you mm-hmm. know something, you don't get your report in on time or something, whatever, you make a mistake with something, um, rather than going into that self-critical rabbit hole, if you took a moment, you know, took a breath, put a hand on the heart and said, you know, it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. this is hard, this right. is hard, I'm going through a hard time right now, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden, you can feel it even embodied, you know, right. um, all of a sudden everything drops away. Mm-hmm. Muscular tension, muscular tension even releases in the body, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. As a somatic psychotherapist, I watch what happens when someone sits in front of me and we and they're in a self-critical cycle and then I bring them into one of these practices. All of a sudden everything falls away. And, and guess mm-hmm. what? Usually tears happen, yes. right? Usually yeah. there's a release. A release, yeah. There's a release all together exactly and and so we've just softened that experience and then in that softening what happens emotionally and mentally is that we begin to get more curious mm-hmm. you know rather than you know what's wrong with you all of a sudden there goes like you said that well what happened here maybe right. I was really tired today <laughs> yes. you know maybe mm-hmm. I was off my game you know mm-hmm. I mean I was just teaching my yoga class this morning and uh you know I was up late last night with my family for Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. and I woke up this morning I was really tired and I went to teach the class and I'm teaching them one of the poses and I completely blanked on how to set them up into the pose <laughs> I've been teaching for years I've been teaching for years right I've been teaching for 13 years I completely and I'm sitting there I'm like you know, guys, I don't even know how I'm instructing this right now. And then it was only when I did the other side that I remembered. And, you know, it was in that moment that, once again, I could have gotten super harsh and critical. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was in that moment that I, I laughed. And, you know, and, and it was just a very humbling moment that said, you know, what? I'm tired. I'm mm-hmm. tired. So I forgot, you know. Yes, right. Like, and, and what it did is it opened up the experience then to the whole class you know we're able to we were able to laugh and joke about it together and then got to the other side and I'm like now let's repeat the other side because now right. I remember how to do it you know? so, right. so the bottom line is it opens up um it opens up curiosity mm-hmm. when we're compassionate and it opens up the ability to guess what get back up yes. and try again yes yeah where self-criticism in the rabbit hole knocks mm-hmm. us down absolutely and can keep us trapped and I think about something so simple as, like, for me personally, it is extremely hard for me to accept, like, a compliment. Um, yeah. And, you know, just how that kind of blocks the whole energy and being able to experience all three of the components of of self-compassion. And it goes back to, like you were saying, like, the cultural piece of taught, you know, being taught that, you know, you, you don't, you don't relish in that. You, you, 
you know, you just keep doing for others. You keep doing good and um, no real emphasis or even mention of um, of the self-compassion piece. That's right. That's right. There, Because there's another um, cultural and very culturally embedded uh, piece there that if, um, you know, once again, if you, you know, readily accept a compliment or easily accept it, you know, that, that once again, there's going to be grown, you're going to grow some sort of narcissism, you right, know, that you're right. going to grow some sort of self-centered right. piece or yes. what have you, like, don't shine, don't shine too much, right. you know, uh, <laughs> right. in the meanwhile, in the meanwhile, as we know, right, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, again, all research points to that. If we, um, if we can certainly take that in, that um, that we are allowing then to see another that way. Yes, you know, it so gives you more energy to yeah. to give out again. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Self-compassion at the end of the day is relational. Mm-hmm. It's a relational practice. I always tell everyone that, that, that um, don't, you know, uh, you hear the word self, don't let the word self confuse you yeah. um, because it is really, um, it is really an interactional, you know, it, it's an interaction. It, it's a relational approach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, so it's the more we, we practice it, we become more relational beings, actually, mm-hmm. and more interconnected beings. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I think we could all use more of, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> And for some of the counselors, um, the particular term self-compassion might be um, something that's just being introduced in this podcast. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about how it's similar or different from uh, the phrase that we hear a lot, which is self-care? Yes, exactly. So self-care and self-compassion are are very much... um, in almost one in the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, the difference, I like to think of it um, as the difference is self-care is something that uh, we often uh, attribute more of an action toward, yes. you know, mm-hmm. um, like uh, I'm going to self-care, I'm going to take a nice warm bath, right. you know, <laughs> or I'm going to get a massage, mm-hmm. or oh, I'm going to go get a nice, you know, cup of warm tea or whatever it may be, you know. So self-care, um, I, I do believe that people can... Um, can be okay, more okay with practices, you know, actions of self-care like that. Right. Um, the piece with self-compassion is what I tell everyone is if you can turn every single moment of self-care that you do, because self-care is a tremendous uh, and super important practice, if you can turn every moment of it mentally into the idea that that action was just you being compassionate to yourself. Mm-hmm. At the same time, okay? So if you go get that massage, it's not just, oh, I'm, you know, going for my self-care, you know, fix for the week. Mm -hmm. It's I'm going for my self-care fix for the week, and this is an act of inner compassion to me, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you can now label every single self-care action as, oh, this is me actually being kind to myself. It's not just about a caring action, but I'm actually internally being Mm -hmm. kind to myself, so I ask everyone to make sure that they make it an emotional and a mindful uh, awareness at right. the same time. 
And that can only enrich the action that's going on. That's right. Exactly. Awesome. Yes, very much so. So we've talked about what exactly um, self-compassion is and, and how, you know, releasing it can be and how powerful it can be and even strengthening our ability to um, to be compassionate to others. So yes. if, if we're moving towards self-compassion and, and having more of that for ourselves, what are some steps that can get us going in that direction? Yeah, so one of the things I really like to do that um, is kind of left over from the experience that um, we did at the very beginning is I ask everyone that whatever words you ended up remembering that you said to your friend, Mm -hmm. if you can now write down three phrases from those words that you said to your friend. So in other words, if your, your friend was sharing something with you and you said the words something like, you got this, or it'll be okay, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you've gone through this before, I know you can do it, you know, I want each person now to write those, to write down three statements that are now going to be your phrases mm. toward yourself, mm. okay, so you turn what you said to your friend, you turn that now into three phrases that you will practice every single day, um, that you will say to yourself, every single day, maybe place a hand to the heart and and say those phrases, especially during a tough moment, especially during a mistake, you know, especially Mm -hmm. during something that normally you'd move into the self-critical cycle with. So now, now those three phrases, I even ask people to like write it on an index card and, um, and, you know, put it in their purse, you know, put it in their pocket, you know. Mm-hmm. But those three phrases now are your new way of approaching all of these things that would normally take you into that self-critical hole. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's one primary way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that goes back again to um, the use of and your use of the word practice. Because, you know, your first instinct would be to immediately jump into that rabbit hole. Um, that's right. And that's why, you know, it, it is a daily thing. It's a reconditioning um, of it years is. of, you know, of the other way of thinking. Absolutely. It's it's huge. I'll never forget um, the Western Buddhist teacher, Sharon Salzberg. I went to hear her speak many years ago, and she's a self-compassion teacher, and and I'll never forget her story. She said that, you know, um, she kept practicing this in her. She was in India, and her teacher kept saying, you must keep this practice going, keep it going. And she was saying, what is this for? What is this for? <laughs> and she said one night, one night she dropped a jar of cream, and it went all over the place. And she said normally that would be a time where she'd say, this is ridiculous. Oh, I can't believe I did this. Uh, mm-hmm. And she said instead it was a moment where she said, oh, oh, I feel so bad because, you know, now I can't even get that. I'm in India, you know. <laughs> but she, like, she immediately responded with her, um, with a very caring, caring voice like she would to a friend once again. Oh, yeah. And it was in that moment that she realized, oh, my gosh, this thing is really doing something. Right. Here, you know? yeah. And it was pretty incredible. And 
you know, I, I don't, we won't have time uh, in, in this podcast to go over, you know, uh, really uh, the neuroscience research behind mm-hmm. self-compassion. That's a big, that's a big passion of mine is mm-hmm. that when I teach this, I like to teach people too that we're not just changing um, words here, but we're actually changing our brain. Right. Uh, we're actually changing the way our, um, our, you know, our firing of our neuronal connections happen here. And, and we change it from, um, you know, once again, the areas that are, you know, very much firing away all that criticism, perfectionism, you know, uh, self, you know, self-harming kinds of thoughts, you know, all of a sudden now we are changing it to um, to something that is uh, much kinder, and it is a reprogramming, it is a reconditioning. Mm-hmm. So, um, this is great information and it again it is very vital for um for our self counts for our I'm sorry our school counselors to um to kind of embrace this and and know that taking care of self self compassion it's number one it's okay and it is something yes. that that we need to do in order to have the energy reserves to to give to others and deal with the different things that we deal with every day with this profession. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's self-protective. Yes. It's self-protective. And I really, um, for one, believe that anyone in the helping profession, um, it, that this is a, a primary practice because we can get burnt out, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we all know what compassion overload feels like, you right. know, toward another, yeah. right? Um, yeah. That empathetic burnout, what have you. So uh, this is actually self-protective, and that is also what research shows is that it's uh, self-compassion practice is a, a very uh, self-protective factor over time from things like that, mm. uh, from burnout and from taking on too much of another's um, uh, issues, you know, because we can learn to be, if we can learn to hold ourselves um, kindly, then then we, we are able, like I said, in that relational process to go back and forth more easily mm-hmm. with another and not get so lost in another's um, issues. Yes. So if... Um if a school counselor or or anyone um, would like to do some more research or learn more about self-compassion and how to bring more aspects of it into their lives, um, what are some resources that are available for them? Sure, yeah. So I I would send them first and foremost to my um, my two primary teachers, um, Kristen Neff, N-E-F-F, and Christopher Germer, G-E-R-M-E-R. They are both the creators of the Mindful Self-Compassion Program, for which I've been trained in as well, the MSC program. Mm -hmm. And MSC is actually kind of all over now, so I don't know. You may even have uh, some programs around there. It's all over the world now. Um, But you can go to Mm msc.org, and um, both of them have wonderful resources. Um, I myself have, uh, and they have wonderful books as well, and I myself just published uh, through Shambhala uh, Publications 
in August a book called Befriending Your Body, yes. and it's all about the self-compassionate um, approach to uh, those struggling with any kind of um, disordered eating or body image. Uh, basically, what I teach in the book is um, how to apply self-compassion mm-hmm. to alleviate um, the suffering of, of body and any issues with food and body. Um, so uh, there's uh, lovely um, resources also on their website and then also on my um um, on my own website, I have meditations as well that are mm-hmm. self-compassion meditations that people can download and practice for free. And what would be your website? It's uh, www.anembodiedlife.com. It's A-N-E-N-B-O-D-I-E-D, uh, life.com. Okay. Dr. Safi Biasetti, thank you so much for your time today. This is a wonderful topic, and um I'm hoping that our our school counselors will explore um, more information on this and and know how critical it is um, to have self compassion. Um, it just helps us to be better um, as school counselors and just as individuals in the world and enjoy it more. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate uh, you inviting me, and it's been a pleasure. Thanks. 